this is a podcast episode that has been a year in the making. It was supposed to be out last year, but we had unforeseen family circumstances that couldn't enable me to move this lady aside and tell her, do you know what, come and do an episode of my podcast. And I really wanted it to be at this time of her life, in this month of her life. So yeah, I'm very honored to have her on this podcast. I have moved miles to make sure that I get her before she goes on with her with her duties. She's from the coast, fresh off a vacation, ready to begin her year. So I was like, let me come and chat with her. She's quite wordy. <laughs> Please bear with her. She may steal the microphone from me and you may not hear has misspeak for like over 10 minutes. We are redoing this again, by the way. But anyways, all in all, dear listeners of the Cucumber Method podcast, welcome to this episode. Welcome to 2023. Happy New Year. Yeah, this is our first podcast of the, of the year, and um, I'm happy to be beginning it with this avid supporter. She's always in the background telling me, you know, share with this one. So it's really, really beautiful. Um, that's where we say, actually, I'll go to that later on. So please, would you introduce yourself in a few words? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Hajati Janati Nasiwa Kayondo. I live in Kawempe Karule Zone. I'm a mother of five, the five A's, beautiful ones. I'm married to my Missouri Kukumba. I'm a teacher by profession and practice. I like talking. <laughs> I like visiting friends and relatives. I like guidance and counseling, especially to the youth. I also like construction. So where I have an opportunity and I have a site to supervise is one other interesting thing for me. My biggest heart is in education at all levels. Thank you. I think when you say, when you talk about construction, I think that's where I got my certain zeal and at one point in my life to be an architect. I wanted to be an architect at one point in my life, but things didn't go as planned. Anyways, welcome. <laughs> Mama, what do you want to know? Zoku bomuntu, mama. Era wakora biji. 
kunda virira Yeze ni kuwachi mama Mama ni kweba zanta Omukwano wa mama Tegusangika Mama azuka nechiro those are two songs my mom really loves. She, um, we have grown up hearing her and seeing her love them and become jolly and, I mean, being her element and dancing and, you know, showing that she loves listening to these two songs. Um, Mother, How Are You Today by Maywood and mama by judith babiri so um i dedicate them to her she told me to put them in the episode and so have i and i wish her a happy day you know you know they say there's this thing that in like that birthdays are supposed to you know we shouldn't celebrate birthdays because um we are nearing our graves whenever we add another year on earth but let's focus on the positives let's just celebrate this person for their achievements and yeah, silently we ask Allah to and God Allah to um you know put us on the best paths, guide us, and at the end of the day, may we be among those he is most pleased with. So yeah, let's go into the other part of the interview with my mom. Kukumba, 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 kukumba. Happy birthday, dear mother of mine. <laughs> um, in the Quran, they say, Which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? Which ones will you deny? I mean, <laughs> you know, she's now, um, how old? Oh, I'm very young. I'm, I'm only 53. <laughs> I mean, 53 eldest is turning 23 this year, but 22, the youngest is 14. I mean, it's, I, was, I was looking at it and I was like, wow, we have really moved like, or to goose, we have all grown up from all these infant stages. Um, it's an honor to have you here. So how are you feeling today morning? Alhamdulillah, I'm feeling good. It's a nice morning seated here at my balcony. The sun comes out so nicely. I'm looking at my beautiful avocado tree here uh -huh. with a lot of avocados. Nice that we just pick and put to the dining table. Yeah, the blaze is the morning blaze is nice. It's nice. Alhamdulillah. Um, to tell the viewers, other listeners, a, a little bit about yourself, a little bit more about yourself. Um, where does Janat Kayundo come from? Alhamdulillah, uh, I come from Masaka, Bukomansi, Mbinao, it's the district. Initially, it was the whole big district, Masaka, which has been uh, cut into eight more districts, I think. Uh, specifically, my district now is called Bukomansi, from Bigasa sub-county, Gongwe village. 
I'm a daughter of late Haji Usman Kayondo and Hajat late Hajat Amina Naiga. Uh, those have been instrumental in my life, but above all, my grandmother on the maternal side who raised me up for my first, I think about 10 years. Uh, she did a great job to bring me up. So in terms of who I am, yes, that's what I am. And uh, I'm happy to be that. I'm, my mother had about uh, eight children. I'm the second last. My father had 13. Again, I'm the second last with my father. So my siblings, I still have some who are around on my mother's side. We are two sisters now around and four boys. My father's side, uh, two sisters and uh, two, uh, two sisters and uh, one brother. Alhamdulillah for that. All right. Um, that's quite avid. You're the youngest, one of the youngest. Are, are you the youngest alive? Yes, I'm the youngest alive. The, my sister who follows me passed on, and her daughters, there are two who are alive. They are big. Recently, I visited, I looked for her big daughter, Udaya. I was able to find her with the four children. And then the other sister follows Udaya. She's uh, she did her senior six at uni at Jakaiza Secondary School. Looking forward for her becoming a medical doctor, inshallah. Inshallah. Um, tell us also briefly where you went to school. The schools. Ah, uh, my schools. Um, great schools. I went to Chiganga's Primary School. The reason my parents took you took me there. It was Muslim founded, and they were teaching Quran. Eventually, when I had done some bit of Quran, they shifted me to Shigumba Primary School. It was basically Christian, but it's uh, standards in education then were better than Chigangazi. But both those schools, the distance was about four kilometers walking away from home to and from there were eight. Then from there, I went to Kazo Mixed Primary School in Kampala, where I, sat, I, I studied P6 and P7. Um, and later, I went to Korolo High School, where I sat my I studied from senior one up to senior six, senior four. That school, our school, uh, was known for boxing. Uh, we had our purple skirt. I will not forget the purple skirt. Uh, from senior from Kolo High School, I went to Gombe Senior Secondary School, which is a school that made me what I am, it did a lot of build up for me. And uh, in Gombe Secondary School, uh, I studied there and eventually I went to Makerere University on government sponsorship. I thank many people who I worked with, who I studied with in Gombe, and many of them up to date, they are still my friends. It is more than 20, it is more than 25 years ago. So I thank them for accepting to being my friends to date. And for me, uh, for them accepting me to be their friend up to this time. From there, I went to Makerere University, uh, government sponsorship where I studied education. I'm proud, I'm a proud teacher, I'm a proud educationist, and I've made my mark and my contribution in education at all levels. From there, 
from uh, Makerere, I again went back where I did my master's in curriculum studies. I, I completed that master's. I, tr I wanted to start a PhD halfway. I worked on the synopsis, but it hasn't matured. But anytime, inshallah, I'll go into that. <laughs> so you still have hopes of doing that PhD? I don't. <laughs> she had told us how she wanted to do that PhD, go to South Africa with us, but she couldn't leave us here and all that. Everyone, was it, where did you dedicate, was, was it your master's dissertation? Where you, when the dedication me and, and, and my and Akila? Oh, yes. <laughs> Who are uh, yeah, in that master's degree on my, uh, in my <clears throat> book I wrote, uh, I dedicated it to my mother, and I dedicated it to my children, alhamdulillah, those I had by then. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, tell us about some of the outstanding features, outstanding experiences from all of those, from all, from all of those um, different settings you had in your education from maybe the younger stage, the outstanding ones, the really major ones, from from your lower primary or from your lower education up until your your university time? Wow, uh, my primary, many, with, first of all, people were thinking, girls were wasting time to be in school and we are going to school for for the sake, I think, for the sake, I think. Why? I'll tell later why I think it was for the sake of girls going to school. But uh, it depended on the zeal and the interest one had. Uh, so primary sailed through it. When I went to my secondary, uh, I have a friend who is in U.S., Dr. Sawiana, uh, Dr. Sawiana Kakande. Uh, Dr. Sawiana Kakande, Nakakande? The name is running out of the second name. Uh, Dr. Sawia was a student at Makerere in the medical school. And uh, somehow she became my friend. I can't trace well now how she became, because I was in Olive in my lower primary, my lower secondary, mm -hmm. and she was at the university. I think I, there was a woman, a woman's organization I was involved in, Uganda Muslim Women's Association. And Dr. Sawia, she's one of those people who were there, and she said, girls, it is possible, you can make it up to the university, you can make it, you can be successful. So she really inspired me a lot to do my best. And uh, when I finished my senior four, I went to her and told her how much I have finished. I remember she looked after me very well, I was drained, she fed me that evening, and she escorted me to, to, to a taxi park to go home at around seven after Magaribi. So she's one of those people who jump-started me to say, no way, you must. Though I remember one of my aunties was saying, they, were, they wanted to look for, for a money to marry me after my senior four. <laughs> they felt getting married was very important and maybe I could get spoiled, maybe, maybe. But alhamdulillah for Dr. Sawia, I pray for the best uh, for her, for her family, for her husband, and for her mom, who is uh, aging with illness. Uh, so 
I chose to study, and I, I, I remember the word I used, I told them I'll study mpaka, 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 or until, until, until mm. I finish all of the levels. So that's why I still feel I must do the PhD. It will, make, it will make me have reached Mpaka Mpaka Mpaka. And so that, uh, that was my secondary. In my secondary, I, one of the most important things I became, I started uh, understanding who I am and I wanted my self-actualization. That's when I was active in Muslim students' work and Muslim women organizations. And uh, my my visibility came out very strongly in my secondary school and my A-level school plus the university, my visibility was up on the top. Just talk about her name, Janat Kayondo. That is done. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it was a household name in the Muslim family. I mean, right now, let me just interject. I always tell people that, I even posted a message that sometimes, I'm like, your biggest competition should be your parents. Like my parents are my biggest competition because you'll be out there, maybe just, you know, at, at a public event, you know, talking or something like that. And then someone sees you and it's like, I think I know you, who is your mother? Who is your father? And then you say that name, they're like, I know you. So it's really crazy how many people know this person. How many people will see you on a spot and be like, your Hassan, and it's, I mean, she is far reaching, and that's why I always say you are my biggest competition. And you know, it, it, it always rings in my head this woman, she has done it, and I have to actually, we all have to actually, um, do times too. You know, it's it's really amazing about that. It's how it's, she's really a household, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I cannot say because of my background, because of my working so hard, it's by the grace of Allah kept on giving me opportunities, giving me platforms where to speak from, but I was talking about critical issues that affected families, affected communities, affected us as a Muslim community. So that one, I thank it for Allah. He enabled me and brothers and sisters at that time or at this time were giving me an opportunity to come and have a contribution. So Alhamdulillah for that. And that same time, I also went to, I started leadership roles uh, as early as my primary, as a class monitor. There are people who may have grown up to my level when they have not even been class monitors in the school. I've been a class monitor uh, in P1, moved to P2, moved up to university. I was a group representative at the level of uh, my master's degree. Moving on to, to you, you could tell us about your Gombe leadership and Juma Kiri University leadership. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> becoming a leader in Gombe, especially the head girlship, uh, I, there was a contest, who had the, the one who I was contesting with on the head girlship. She had come from Gayaza High School for her O level. No senior she girls. Had come from? She had come from Gayaza High School. Uh, in Buganda in setup, uh, women of substance came from Gayaza. And they were trained to be women of uh, the loyal people and the, first, uh, the, the bourgeoisie. 
And for me, I'd come from first class, uh, I mean, school and first class families and first class everything. Poor me, I'd come from Kolo High, a public, a, a public day, uh, everyday school for, 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 for the girls and boys. She was speaking very good English. Uh, she was called Florence, I'll never forget. And Florence competed with me with a lot of her English, and she was telling people, Janet even doesn't know how to speak English, so how dare you? But Alhamdulillah, by the end of the vote, Janet, they are. The end of the vote? Uh, by the end of the vote, my dear, hey, I had swapped it, and I became the heady girl. One of the most important things by then at, the, at my school, uh, the, the school wanted to enforce English speaking. And uh, one of the most interesting thing, my roommate, uh, she's now, I think, in Canada. Uh, I gave her sack and people could not believe. They said, if you have given, given her sack, then both of you are speaking Uganda. I said, no, she spoke with another person. Uh, so I gave Nakadu a sack and she got annoyed with me. She spent two days without talking to me, but eventually life went on. So, um, I, I, my leadership is known for cleanliness at the girls' end. We used to call it Katimba. My leadership is known for doing a lot of roll calls for students. And my leadership was known for wake up, waking up very early to be in class on time. So, I was recognized for that with my celebrated head teacher, Mr. Lubegawa Sajjan Nakubadiru, former chairman education service commission, and my wonderful great deputy head teacher and patron, uh, Gomsa, Mr. Habibu Chizito, as our deputy head teacher. So Gombe was a very good time for me. I had a good life in Gombe. But one of the challenges I got when I, while I was, I was there uh, we went for a seminar in town, and uh, I had gone a day before. Uh, my mother prepared things for me. Poor mother, remember, she was working in a market. She was a market vendor, so she had uh, even borrowed some money to give me things to use. Uh, I felt like the bag wasn't so heavy, but I was going to move a distance of about two, three kilo, two kilometers, and in town, carrying the bag to where the seminar was to finally go. The boy they gave the bag, uh, he ran away with it. Oh. <laughs> neither did I remain with the sugar, neither, neither, neither. But also at home, I left my mother when there was no salt. So we had informed her that there is no salt. For she, she must come with salt. And I saw how she didn't have the money. I just ran back to the seminar and eventually went back to school empty-handed, and my deputy was always on my side. He said, it's okay, don't worry. And there is a friend of my brother who was the assistant bursar who gave me 5,000. I'll never forget that 5,000. Mm. So my Gombe life was good. My Gombe life generally was good. Uh, my English improved greatly. Uh, true, Florence was right. I wasn't speaking English in Kolo High. It was at the school, that public day school that had little rules. But I improved, I, I worked on myself, and eventually that's how I entered the Makerere University. 
Alhamdulillah. Before Makere University, we go to Makere University. As an, as an educationist, um, what have you say about schools or the education system making sure that they enforce or like they ensure that children are penalized for speaking their mother, mother tongue, their language, developing in their language, and they have glamorized the fact that we should all know English, that they have glamorized that we should all know English and speaking English, you yes, it's, it's now a norm, it's something normal, but you are seen as an outcast for speaking your mother tongue. And yet we should be as a system thinking, thinking about glorifying and solidifying our our culture our values our like in terms of language our identity because you have schools who are totally enforcing you have to speak english only and english only and we are growing up with children who have been raised born and bred in uganda but can't even speak their own mother tongues oh it's a big challenge it's a big challenge the reason why that has happened one uh we want to copy mzungu life in Uganda or in a, an african setting uh, and to date you find families where children are only speaking english i remember the ayman and siblings when they were in their nursery school their teachers wanted them to speak english and i told the teachers me i don't know english i would wish my children speak english at school and we speak uganda at home and I don't, uh, I celebrate it. Why have schools done that? Schools have done that because of the pressure from parents for excellence. And parents' understanding of excellence has shifted goalposts. For them, they understand if it's P7, 4, 5, and 6, that is excellence. A person gets 9, gets 10, gets 12 as a first grade. Parents are not appreciative, and the community is not appreciating that child. Uh, you look at uh, senior four, if you don't have as uh, eight, nine, ten, first grade of less than 20, people don't think you have done a lot, but they don't look at the potential of that child. Different children have different potentials and have different abilities. So that has affected our communities. And that's why I think there is a school that has education with a difference. That is my school where I taught, Taiba High School, education with a difference. Each child has his own differences. For example, me as a parent, I've seen my children have very, they are very different. None of them is, is resembling another in character and in habit. Some other things, I'm putting them to a line where I want them to be. But when I only look at my five children, they are all different. So schools, until they go back and look at where is the potential of this boy, where is the potential of this girl? actually is affecting us as of late the ugandan curriculum is changed for the lower schools now senior one two and three where we are going to look at the potential of the children otherwise uh, many children are getting lost otherwise the challenge we have is big the challenge is big for children not knowing their mother language for children think for parents thinking if their children know the know english or french or germany uh, they are more important. The importance should be in what they can do, not the language they can speak. 
I'm a proud person who do wish my children knew Arabic, first of all, because of the Quran. I want to be proud if my children knew Chinese, if they knew French, if they knew German, if they knew Arabic, but as a language. And they can get this language at any other stage. Otherwise, a person like me from the village, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come up, and many more other people, they wouldn't have come up because they were not able to speak English in their primary. They were not able to speak English, some of them in their own level. Others have spoken English at the university. So it isn't a right thing, certainly. Uh, that I should be, we should try our best because sometimes they want to express themselves, these children, and they can't. They look for English words and they can't get them. Yes. And you see him struggling to bring out the point and you're not getting the point because he's using English. And some of them are, bo are bold enough to say, can I use Uganda? Can I express this point in my, you know, when you insist to not use English, just be sure the point is not going to come out. But when you allow that window, remember the backgrounds are very different of these children. So I really, really, really am one of those people who think children must know their mother language, should not, children should be able to express themselves. And when I traveled to Jordan, we had uh, an African evening and each African country had to present its, its uniqueness. And uh, we had people from the north, we had people from the east, we had people from the west and people from Buganda, but we all agreed to present the song of Asaba Sajja, uh, the, the one Semakula the, uh, the sang. So it really brings you out, it makes you different, it symbolizes you of who you are when you know your culture, when you know your language, when you know your dress. Uh, so it is quite very important, especially people who are listening to this podcast. Uh, they could be young, they could be big people. I assure you, remain in your identity. People respect you, people will understand you, and you will achieve all your best within your identity. All right, that's a nice point that I think you have really brought up. And we actually expounded more and a lot on this in my, in a, in a, I think that's two or three episodes ago. The episode of where we're talking about do we still need culture with Dr. Sarah Nachijova, a lecturer at Macquarie University. So you could go to that podcast, that episode, and tap in and listen in to our insightful conversation about culture and identity. Um, briefly tell us as as we're time bad, um, about your leadership at Macquarie, where I'm actually am right now. Alhamdulillah, my leadership when I came to Macquarie, I became a chair lady. Uh, Makere University Muslim Students Association. I became the chair lady sisters wing. I became a, a, G, a GRC called me an MP in the students guild representing complex hall. And I was also a speaker of complex hall uh, where I did a number of things. You know, we had people had just, uh, they had put on a hijab a while ago but those who had put on hijab had not been into the leadership. Mm. So I was one of those first, first people to put on leader, to put on hijab, and I was celebrated. 
uh, alhamdulillah it made me a mind it made me get to know a lot of people it made me to appreciate a lot of work a lot of and i moved i moved to places i met vice president kaziwe by then i met um, i met samson kiseka i think at that time he was a prime minister uh we visited different places in this country and i moved i think it was still no it was still my second when i went to arua to meet people who were there my first time to board a plane so leadership i've moved that way that far and uh, by the way getting a, my first job at taiga it was because of my activeness at makerere university and we formed an association yeah, uganda muslim uh ladies association and the uganda muslim ladies association was for women who had gone to school we didn't find where mrs riombo was part of that association and she gave me the job first i never applied for that job in her school i was happy a teacher i could wake up early in the morning five, for uh, six o'clock girls go for prayer and after prayer we go on the road for road work we come do exercises that was my job that I was paid for which i did well for about four years uh yeah and then progress to other things yes i have progressed to other things but again the line of education um tell us about your university life because now i'm also there how was it uh, <laughs> We're gonna go for beach bash. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go for porridge night? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, in our university, there was a fresher. Mm, fresher's ball. Fresher's ball. Mm. No, I didn't go for fresher's ball. Uh, university, the first, the day I remember I signify most is when we sat in Mitchell Hall. Mm. In, I think it was honorable, former honorable Latif's room. He was a roommate to Ismail in Tege. And another, there were about three boys. They were Isma is my relative, my cousin. Latif, we had been together in the secondary life. So we met in the room. We said, Did you know what, you guys? This is Makere. We have arrived, alhamdulillah. Oh. But you are able to do anything you want. Nobody is, is, is after you. No parent, no teacher. Now, it's up to us to become what we want to become. Mm. I very much remember we made that resolution in that room that mm. evening. Mm. I was the only girl by then in mm. that room. There were about three boys, I remember. Mm. Uh, and I've been a friend, my, many of my friends, mainly my age mates. I called them, we used to call them boys and girls, but we are now men and women mm. only. So, we, but we evolved to, to, to be Muslims at all points. Mm. Uh, the one you could call Chidola, I went to, I think it was the Sharamwana Kanda Bongoman, one of them who came to UH. Mm. And I've forgotten who was there in UH. My friend, I visited him earlier and we stayed over ah, and we watched that, that, that musician who was a Congolese. Mm. Uh, I had gone to a disco in my life at Gombe for S5 welcoming party. Mm. I had never gone to a disco. Mm. When I reached inside, <laughs> the thing was too hot. Oh, that, oh I was oh. so squeezed. I was so forgetting. <laughs> oh, oh, 
I moved out and set, sat into the compound, searching for fresh air. He said, if this is what people go for, never. You're not going back. I'm not going back. I don't <laughs> back. Um, briefly, just point out those people that you remember made your campus life. Or you like you, Bali Bachalivo, those people that you just uh, point them out. Don't say anything, just point okay. them out. Okay. When you say they were my Chali, they were my colleagues, and they were those people who made me understand things there at a level higher than I was. I don't, I don't want to forget Dr. Dr. Hawa Lubega Nakanoaji. She's now in Zambia. I don't want to forget uh, among the ladies. Oh, uh, there was the late Nakajugo, there was Amina, there was Amina, Amina I think has gone to UK, to, to, to US, there was Leti uh, Rehma, there was Harima, 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 Harima Nantongo, Hajati, uh, there was Chigundu Suleiman, uh, Director Budget Parliament of Uganda, Antege Ismail, Atif Sebagala, uh, Honarevo, there was Rajab Ali, engineer, there was Mbadja, there was Chigundu Laidin Swagala, there was uh, um, St. Ogoswaibe Sewanyana, Yusuf Masembe Wevgira, there was Amina Nakavuye, there was uh, uh, Harima, there was uh, quite a number of women. Uh, we had we had groups for women, we had groups for men. But we, I kept rolling a lot in, the, in those young men's group. So there were quite a number of them. Uh, Professor Bass was very significant in our study while we were at Makerere, and I cherish him greatly. I cherish Haji Abbas, Haji Chanjo, Imam Sentongo. Those were people really that guided us and paved the way for us. Imam Kasozi, uh, senior people like Hadija Chibira, Chinjungwe, Maria Chinjungwe, many, 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 many ladies, many ladies. And moving on, because I said, okay, before I ask this question after, asking some of your life's accomplishments, you could also just jot them down, just a few, talk about them briefly. And then I'll ask this, this next question. Talk about some of your most, the ones you're like, yes, I am happy I accomplished this. Yes, I am proud I accomplished this. Yes, I can't believe I accomplished this, but I accomplished it. Yeah, tell me about those ones. As through my life. Yeah, well, up, up to now. Up to now, where I am. Alhamdulillah, I, I accomplished my studies. Mm. Eh? It was a, it is a point of celebration. When I, when people came for my graduation, it was like to me inside a simple thing, but to the community, to my parents, it was a great thing. I cannot forget when my mother put my graduation picture on her stall, Mukatale Kumudaragwe, and she kept on telling me, "This is the one they, uh, who graduated. This is the one who graduated." Aww. Until when I came and told her, "Mommy, no, 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 remove it. Just tell them, show one by one. Don't <laughs> don't put it out there like that." <laughs> like I was one of the things for her to sell, mm. and she felt um, my having a degree is like it's her degree, mm. and indeed it was, and she was very excited and happy. And that was a very big accomplishment for me. My other big accomplishment is to remain a Muslim up to date. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, I started putting on my hijab in my senior one, 
and up to date people have changed many of my friends they have changed the way they put on their veil but i have remained the janat that accomplishment alhamdulillah and i pray to allah that until this does us apart with the hijab it should it should to keep him strong it's not within my confines but i'm praying that allah makes me uh i got married at the right time and having had five children they are all nice looking they are all alhamdulillah i have brought them up well <laughs> alhamdulillah on the point of nest but manange tuni rida and it's not our it's not our self who say that i want to look like ogamba i said mashallah mashallah actually i was I was from this christmas break now come here but one way as hands and ngamba take an aka sukale no can you yoba we see over kedoring Oh no 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 And this woman right here she has she's just from saying oh get jabichi oh get jabichi no mugaba na gambia ngezi like go baba la funga baba gamiti ogezi so and uh, i i i vowed when i was young that my children will learn i vowed when i was young that my children will learn quran and when i delivered this man that is holding the mic i vowed that he will be a hafiz alhamdulillah this guy has been nice i assume to be come a half is after his senior four i'm so proud that he branched for two years and he got the quran and every the other time i remind him don't forget you a sheikh you a hafiz in quran so that is great and even his young siblings uh, the one who has a few i think has two has three juzus but we all must accomplish the whole quran alhamdulillah that's a very big thing i feel that one has achieved I think the next one has eight the youngest is following very strongly uh, there is another one who has uh, no the, the youngest has 15 there is another one who has eight there is another one who has five there is another one who has four and another one who has three i pray and hope uh, they will all, they will all be there so that's a very big accomplishment alhamdulillah um i have uh, my own company I'm running a schools or I'm running schools that are moving on I pray to Allah that they move to the level where I want them to be but I think that's another accomplishment I also have a big accomplishment that I'm an icon in my family uh, my family I'm the icon my where I have brothers and sisters where I have not been uh, they will still see the gap we just lost our one of our relatives uh, this week early this week i wasn't around but everybody when i went there later they realized hey, where, where are you we missed you we didn't see you we didn't see you I said yes i'm sorry i had traveled i couldn't come to attend the burial so i'm an icon i think that's another very big accomplishment i'm the youngest by the way and uh, my youngest they would be youngest passed on i'm the youngest alive So if I'm an icon men and women elders wait for me for any decision I think that's a very big accomplishment and uh, I'm proud of it but it's very taxing and challenging It's quite a big challenge Yes um now that brings me to the next question you you have already said this you have told it to me most times on our road trips and stuff when you talk about saying that children of the poor excel 
children of the poor become are bound to become successful 80% of the time if they put in the work. But then you, you, you brought this example to us. Um, and I think these people who are listening in, the young ones who are listening in need to know, and I've actually seen it for myself. I was at a gathering, a monthly gathering that I attend, I attend and these people are actually accomplished, you know, by societal standards, they all have iPhones, they all, they all have cars. One of them had a very big lavish wedding, but they were talking about where they had come from. They're talking about their primary life. It was a boarding school. They had, their, their, their feeding was, I was looking at it, I was hearing the children like, it could never be me. Like, <laughs> that feeding was very absurd. Hotel standards. It wasn't well, hotel standards, it was, um, no, I'm, these ones are accomplished now, but their lower life wasn't as good as they, as they, are, now. As they are now. And I was like, well, that could also, that could be true. Cause like, they were, they were describing their days and like, eh, manang, those days were very tough. Those days were very bad. But I look at them now and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually, I want to be like somewhere, not like, like them, but somewhere around them. So, and I think it's an important thing that you bring out in your whole life's achievement. That nowadays we have a generation of people who have maybe generational wealth, who have grown up in rich families. But, and just to say it, that you have seen a lot of people who are rich then, and you are like, oh my gosh, this part rich, but now you don't see them anywhere. They are not in the crowd to, they're not in the crowd to be standing. To, I mean, to, they're not in the crowd to be counted. And I mean, there are a few people who are listening. So what would you tell this generation? People who have grown up in a comfortable life, who have grown up in a luxurious life, what are you, what could you tell them? You know, cause you've accomplished all this. You have, you didn't come, you have worked your way through up until where you are. And we may not relate as your children, but of course you tell us those things so that we can pick lessons and, you know, continue to better ourselves. So now for people out there who have lived this lush life, who think everything is going to be straight out for them, what would you have? Um, this is a very big challenge uh, currently. I remember the king of, of Dubai, UAE, said that his, his grandfather walked and there's another one rode a camel and uh, they drove, there's another one who drove a Mercedes-Benz. He said his children will have to ride a camel. Camel? Is it a camel? No, not a camel. Endogoy. Mm. Meaning people have grown in posh life. They are meant to believe that life is simple and things will come their way like that and forever. Little do they appreciate that the people you are living with today in posh life, they're not going to be there tomorrow in the next 10 years. My agents so of people who know me time is going to come when they have vanished. Mm. And your people, who are your people? Because when you are in lavish life, before you are up, your agents are, you don't see them. They are not in your level. They are way down. But tomorrow, your agents who are way down, they're going to be up. Okay? I have quite old, many of those people I have talked about. Latifo, they were market vendor. Okay? They were market vendor. They had a stall in Nakasero, like my mother had. Okay? 
she became celebrated. Chigundu, the director budget, those the ones I'm talking about, they can't be offended for me to talk about them on this pod. Chigundu started from Kampala High and started at Birali, very ordinary boy. Okay, whoever looked at him then as very ordinary, today, hmm, he's not an ordinary man. Okay, mm. you know his office, you know his home, you know his children are going to international school. Now the one who sat senior for has been for Umrah. You can't afford to be in Umrah. So, parents who work hard to make a status, sometimes their children don't keep it up there. Why? Things have just unfolded. They have not worked there for them. They don't know how things have come. They think always things like will be like that. That's why many children who inherit their parents' property when it's a lot, they sell because they don't know how to manage and they live lavish life and the money gets finished because I have any of those examples in this country and internationally. So what is important is to teach children skills, teach them skills to be able to survive at any point, whether they have money or not. If you remember, the first time you went to Mombasa to your auntie, uh, you had never gone there. It was around COVID time for a wedding. You asked me, you had challenges at the border, but I kept on saying, yes, traverse it. Yes, go through it. Yes, find your way. And it was education. And I'm so proud that you went and came back without any other person giving you support, but giving support yourselves. That's a skill I taught you. If you want to go anywhere now, go. I have no problem. Yes. Definitely. I think that's a, a very good point that you talk of. Um, since we are celebrating you and it's your birthday, I want to ask you, when people when people listen to this podcast maybe years from now or when maybe Allah takes you what would you want or what do you think is your legacy <laughs> this man <laughs> what is my legacy what what would you what, what 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 would you want people to remember you by you know something like that one as a Muslim, mm. that one is very, very important for me. Yeah. You, I want to be most recognized as a Muslim than anything else. Mm. I'm an, as a Muslim, practicing Muslim. Two, as a mother who raised my children well, that is unbeatable. As a mother who raised her children well. Three, as a hardworking woman and very focused. Four, as a person who is interested in career guidance for young people, mm. for the generation, girls and boys, career guidance, what next? Where are you doing? How are you traversing this life? Life is full of challenges. How can you go through them? I want to be remembered like that. Three, uh, three, four, four, I think. Mm. Four, I would love to be remembered as a, a businesswoman. Mm. Um, what are the things you know now that you wish you had known at around my age? Yeah, things that I wish I knew when I was 20. 
or even in your 20s around campus yeah, there yeah around my campus around my graduation things i wish i knew was saving saving yes i understood a lot of investment and uh, all my money i invested but i didn't save cash cash mm. three i didn't know that people i knew would quick slowly but surely vanish so i needed to keep myself with different generations you don't vanish if this if your generation if the upper generation is gone you are known in your generation if your generation is gone you are known in the lower generation like that like that so that you keep with yourself with the biggest wealth of no of having people because there were people who were strong when i was young uh, some are still alive but they are not known they are not anywhere you talk about them it's as if you're talking about history uh, that is one two uh having strong family ties strong family ties okay uh, i didn't know what it meant but i see how important it is uh your relatives your co- nuclear family and your relatives mm. certainly they will hope certainly you need them uh lastly uh, at that age at that age you need to be to have strong people around you mm. you need to have strong people around you for guidance mm. otherwise you can easily get misled yes for guidance and ideas if you have sharp ideas at that time and you work with them slowly but surely slowly but surely by this time you're a billionaire um let's talk about some of your friends that you have moved with some of the people that you have have really um stood out for you in your whole in your, in your entire life up until now i don't know how many there are maybe the madam sawyers the aunt Aisha's. by the way i there are two friendships i really admire mm. one of them is my sheikh at tahfidh was shay muhammad seka and shay ibra mm. oh my god well was right now i think that i think life of my life ekwara but while we were there that one year when they were together because he had come back from saudi after his doctorate and then he was teaching around but their friendship was one for the ages it was one to admire i everyone at school was like eh man i should get a best friend we should i should get a best friend like shay muhammad and shay ibra shay second shay ibra and then another one but obviously we all admire here as your children is your friendship with madam sawia which is really amazing but anyways so yeah tell us about those people that have different people okay mm. my different people that is in my friendship uh one my relatives when they are my friends one is aunt hawa two uncle swaib and three nalongo kamlegea hanifa those are my relatives nalongo is my first cousin and uh, aunt hawa is my sister and uncle swaib is my brother they have been my friend they have been with me through thin and thick um those one said i have dr hawa 
Dr. Hawa lived for me. All the five children, she was there physically in the hospital. So I, I cherish her for that. Then another one is uh, after Dr. Dr. Sawia. She shortly lived here, but she had a lot of amazing things. I visited her twice in U.S., in Minnesota. Uh, she's also amazing. She gave me a lot of guidance. Uh, there is another lady who helped me in growing up, Hajati uh, Madina Morumba. She stays in Mukono. I get hardship in tracing her lately, but she was also very good for my growing up. Uh, there from uh, those for, for you, you may see and know uh, uh, Aisha, uh, my friend Aisha, my sister in Mombasa, whose friendship when I was started when I was at the university, I think around Dr. Howard's time. And this one has stayed, it's coming to almost 30 years. Aisha, I love you. Uh, Faiza sent me a photo when she was young and I was carrying her. I have remembered the memories to date. Aisha, I visit her, she also visits me, although she comes less. She has brought her children here once, uh, but she's also saying I should take all mine to her. Inshallah, which I will do. Uh, we have gone through a lot with those ones. Then, Madame Sawia, my cousin and my friend, she stands with me at different times. She stands with me at different times and hard times. She's good at absorbing uh, some of the challenges I have. She also says I stand with her. By the way, friendship is give and take. You must be giving and they have what to take from you. So, so yeah, she's giving me and I take from her and she takes from me. Uh, I think she has stood with me most at the hardest time. She loved my mother. That was very instrumental of her to me. Uh, she loved my mother. She loved my mother. And uh, she loves my children. And uh, she gives me support. She gives me support. And she guides. We guide each other. As friends, we also guide each other. If you have a friend who can't guide you, then that's not a friend. Uh, I have Chigundo Sulaiman. He guides. He protects. He really, he really focuses me. As I also do. I could be having many more others. But those ones are really very instrumental in my life. Uh, uh, yes, I have, uh, yes, those ones, they have a line. Then I have others. Madame Lucy is my friend. We talk. Jennifer, Mirembe Sensua. Then I have, Jennifer, we really, really, really talk. We have our really talks. <laughs> uh, we also have talks with quite a number of other colleagues of mine, quite a number of them. We interact, we share, we guide, we counsel, we talk about our inner life. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, 
your friends know your inner life. Other people see your outer life. They may think you are okay, but inside you are grieving. They may think you are not okay, but you are happy and excited with somebody, a friend of yours that has an accomplishment or has an achievement. So those and many more others. Amama Nuru is my neighbor and my good friend. Uh, we share, we interact, we discuss family issues, raising up of children. I quite have a number of, by the way, I have very many friends, very many friends. There's Mariam Nachinove. Uh, she's another very good friend. There is a Sauda. She's in UK. She was my friend at that time. Hadija Chibira, Joe Bagonza, Sutalan Sera. Oh my God, the list is endless. They're quite enough. <laughs> another question. Um, your children, we have always in the spirit of celebrating you done a few gestures to celebrate your birthday which is one of those years or which is one of those birthdays organized by them that you must remember or any gesture that they have done that you still remember up until now you know it could be one it could be two that you're like oh i love this gesture that my children did for me it could be one of them i know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm one of the person who always spearheads it but <laughs> I'm, I'm most in those gestures but you could air out any of those gestures and say i really appreciated this gesture i really love this gesture i still know about this gesture yes please do uh thank you very much <laughs> i had that there was one where i came back you blindfolded me asma was very young she wanted to tip me of what was happening so you blindfolded me from the garage i walked all the way up i found the whole sitting room up decorated time you opened and you gave speeches it was in the evening that was a nice one that was a nice one uh, i don't remember whether that one or another one where you had your your uh you bought a minute made uh, no a soda and a cake i think of 2000 and uh, that was wonderful of you people uh, can you imagine people making a cake of 2000 and then a bottle, I think it was a bottle of soda, something like that, uh, which eventually you all took uh, because I didn't take the soda. So those ones they were very memorable to me. I still remember them. And there are those placards you write for me, cards of messages of cards that some, many of them I keep them, many of them I keep them. I keep looking at them after some time. Thank you so much for those gestures that you really do for me. Uh, how I wish people can so every birthday, every mommy's birthday, we read the Katima of Quran in her favor. I would be very, very grateful, inshallah. Indeed, they are quite a number. Indeed, they are quite a number. And may god bless them and bless you too um let's talk about places you have really traveled a lot hmm? but let's talk about the places you would want to go now by the way i actually I should make this known if i had money at this point in my life and a birthday i wanted to do it weekend again wait 
I wanted to get you a, a fully paid trip again okay, wrestling. Again, or with a fully paid trip for two. Again, there, or like two wrestling shows, two tickets for two shows. Because Mambi really loves wrestling, and I, 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 I really think that should be one of one of your trips that we should make for you, inshallah. And I realized, like, Nangis coming, my dad dies. When anybody does send, and my dim for your trip, Nagin and Abba wrestling go you. Now I'm love alive. I go to Mombasa, I go to Lamu, I go to Malindi, I go to yeah. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. So which other places would you like to go to? Which other places would I like to go to? That you would like? I've never been there, but I really want to go there if I get the time and opportunity. Mm. Which one? I think I've not been to South Africa in details. I've, be, I've only been to airport and to a few places. I would love South Africa. I would like to go to Japan for work purposes. I would like to go to India and Singapore, Singapore, Singapore. Why? Because of their educational finger, Singapore and Finland, certainly, those two. Singapore and Finland for their education system and what they do. Plus Japan, yeah, those would be the places. Asma, Asma, come here. Um, those, those are quite beautiful places to be at. Um, so the question, I think Asma should ask this one. <laughs> Hurry up, please. <laughs> come and ask this question. It's called Desert Island Discs. Uh huh. <laughs> Happy birthday, mommy. Um, this question comes from me. Yuhu. Me, Asmayumna, the last born. Uh-huh. Um, if, uh, if you were to be stranded on an island, what are the three things you would like to go with? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> nice to hear that, Asmayumna Namiro, the grandmother of the four. <laughs> Um, as Nanambiro, if I'm stranded on an island, I would wish to have a Quran on me, mm. and if it has a translation, that would be a lot for me. That is one uh, Quran, and I make my adkari. I don't have a phone, I don't have a friend, I don't have, I don't have. Uh, if I have a Tea and sugar, I will survive on the island. Tea or coffee to make tea, to make chai. I will survive on the island plus water to drink. You said three things? Yes. Oh. oh. The other one would be sleeping. <laughs> then I would, I would sleep. I would sleep, though I would be worried. <laughs> but you'll be in a nice weather, the, the ocean is there, you're seeing, you're on the big sand, ah. there are nice trees all over. Uh-huh. Yes. If there are nice trees all over and what, I would have, I, I would need to have one friend. One friend. One friend. Okay. Yes. That is a nice one. Um, I think we should be wrapping up. I think those are the questions I had for you. Okay. Something, something about, about the children as we, um, who had the most 
in your children, like in their infancy, who had the one you were like, this person was, this child was very interesting. <laughs> wow, those are very nice questions, but they are pushing me to remember. Uh, who was most interesting? Honestly, I think it could be you. Aww. It could be Ayman, yes, because Akira was very quiet. Asma was very quiet. Arishadu was crying and yelling all the time. <laughs> Akiba was Kavio. Uh, hmm? And I think after keeping quiet, Akira went to being Kavio every the other time. She wanted so much attention. And I was heavily pregnant with Arishad. And when I didn't give her attention, we fell apart. <laughs> I think then we are you. And uh, slowly asthma came up. Uh, we are struggling with the thumb sucking. Uh, Hard to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Arishad wanted to, uh, when he grew and grew, he became uh, mommy's son. So it would be very comfortable when mommy's around. So honestly, all my children were fun. We are fun in their own way. But Ayman was more fun. Aww. And by then was more liked. Although now as he's growing, I think he's holding back from people. <laughs> but it was more fun. Anyway, that's a nice detail of, of, of knowing. I know that my childhood, I think I'm the most documented. It's yeah. not, <laughs> I'm the most documented. Like I had pictures for every single issue. Like I had random photo shoots. That was <laughs> Indeed, because you are the firstborn. Firstborn have those advantages. <laughs> just know, I'll, I'll, I have pics where I'm just sitting in the chair. I have pics where I'm just on the bed. Man, I have a very documented childhood. Anyway, that's another, I think, yeah, I think that's uh, the, the good thing about the firstborns. Um, what let me see i need a single kuruma <laughs> uh, who, 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 who. akira took longer took longer akiba no problem less than an hour an hour an hour akiba was the best easily easily done yeah akira and asma took longer the girls, like the girls yes, <laughs> yes, it took longer. Alishad wasn't also easy. I think it was the girls and Alishad who were quite hard. Uh, they were hard. Akiba was the best. Huh? Yeah, was the best. Just one snapshot. <laughs> snapshot. You loved that one. Um, let me see. Um, aha, uh -huh. describe to us how your wedding was in a fear. <laughs> In a few, in a few words. By the way, let me even first tell you this. You know when we went to Aunt Aisha's place, uh -huh. she told us about how um, the wedding was. The wedding because she attended. She and attended. attended yes, and she was like, for us in, in, in here in Mombasa, the women we don't really burden their husbands a lot, but we, and actually that for them the the mahari the bride that it's called in English the mahari is called what in English dowry. 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 The, 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 the one that the girl asks in Islam. Mm -hmm. Um, for them in Mombasa, they actually ask it 
the, the girls takes it before the wedding and the, the, the money is given to them before the wedding and mm. it's kind of used in the preparations, mm. which is different here in Uganda because in Uganda, it's for the girls, it's not for the family, it's for the weddings. And she was like surprised when this woman on mm. that very day asks for her mahari, what was it, $500? Five thousand dollars. Hey. <laughs> twenty-four years ago. Twenty. I mean, five thousand dollars twenty-four years ago is a lot of money. Sure. It's a lot of, okay, as my first calculate that money and see how much money it is right now. Right now, it's not a lot. It's about nineteen million. Five thousand. Five thousand dollars. Because ten, ten one thousand is, is three million. million. It's three point seven million. Yes. Yeah, so three point seven times five. Yeah. It's about 17, 18. Yeah, it's about 17, 18. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. But back then it was. It must have been like 25 million. <laughs> uh, no, because the exchange rate was lower then. It was about, I think, 500, 700, Either it was 350 or 500. So it was lower. Uh, if you want to know why I chose to ask Mahari and Dora, because I knew they don't fall in value. Mm. If I asked for 10 millions then, Today, 10 millions would not bring the value that I wanted that Mahare to have. Mm. So that's it. I wanted a standard, a higher standard value. Oh, which is amazing. I yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is very amazing. Mm. Um, I think I'm out of question, by the way, to ask you. I don't know if there's anything else I have My to ask you. My wedding was very simple. Oh, wedding. It was a very simple wedding. My father was there. My mother was there. It was a simple wedding. Aisha attended it. Many of my friends attended it. Rema from Canada, she came here. She was my matron. Rema was also another good friend of mine, he was my roommate. We lived with her for a long time. Her children have grown. She has one girl and three, two boys, I think. Unless she has added another one in this long time of not communicating from her. Who else now? So that's how it was. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. But the pictures we see from the wedding, they were nice. Like, watch more kid when you. Yeah, for the for the wedding, do I know why we delayed? I think the we delayed for us. We were in the salon waiting for the groom to pick us. I don't know why they delayed. But they delayed pickers and people waited on them. Because all the pics you see from that way, from the wedding, they're all at night. And you're like, did you guys take so pics during the day? There were some pics during the day at Shibuli Mosque. Yeah, and uh, Aisha, the, one of the most interesting songs Aisha had. So uh, those ones were at around four or five. Mm. They were around four. They played a bit, but it was around four. We reached the reception at around six. Mm. Mm. So we delayed, we delayed. But anyway, I was not the organizer of the reception. I was only an organizer of the, my family was only organizing the introduction. So while they were at night, I think we delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, again, once again, we want to wish you a happy birthday. We celebrate you in your capacities, in all of the things you have accomplished, in all of the things you have gone through. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for all of them. And I am happy to have you as my mother. You know, it's it's been a roller coaster ride for all of, for both of us and for all of us. But alhamdulillah, we are here. 
um, she has supported that. But then we wanted to ask you something about the podcast. So now this woman, I, 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 I want you to tell me that what you thought exactly. Remember when we were at school, because after COVID, because because of COVID, I couldn't complete in a, in the big school. I had to go to her to her school where she was and all that stuff, and I finished from there from six. There is this time when we had finished. I want you to now bring you to that task on Boogie the Rachi. So now this time we had finished, I think it was GP, and then you were telling us to write what um was what, what we were supposed to write, what we were going to do and accomplish in back and all that stuff. And I was, at that time I was like, I'm going to because I, my podcast had big my the idea had begun in COVID around that. I was thinking about it. And yeah, I was like, I'll do it in back. But then when I showed it to you, when you read through my part, the other part was still handing in. Your face was like, oh, how? Yeah, it was like, oh, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? I was like, hmm, what do you want to say? I was like, hmm, what do you want to say? That's the beauty of having a good idea. When you have your idea, you'll push it and push it. This guy has pushed this idea of podcast. I was not understanding it at first. But a time came and I said, the only thing I have to do is support this guy in this podcast thing, which I don't understand, but which he likes most. Okay? I've just done the supporting. I've just asked the, those loud questions that I look at in the context of doing things, and it, they have moved. Sure, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how it would work. Mm, but eventually, when you explained to me, when I listened to a few of them, when you've gone on, I realized it's quite important and something that is worthwhile progressing with. Uh, I wish you the best in this podcast. I wish you, it makes you move miles. You get a meal out of it. You cere- you get celebrated out of this podcast. Amen. Inshallah with your who and your family. By the way, all of you on my birthday, let, me, let this be my message to you and all those children out there as a parent. Our dear children out there, let me assume I'm the mother to all of you. As parents, we want you to have celebrated life. Even before you look after us, even before you come in to be nice to us, please, please be responsible people. Be responsible people. Go and define responsibility in your own way. That is one. Be responsible, be responsible so that we can celebrate you even in our graves. May God keep you strong. May you venture into hard things, but eventually get the success. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, it's really been an honor having you on the Cucumber Method podcast. Um, Happy New Year. What's our way to begin the year? I'm very elated. I'm very delightful. I'm feeling pink and svelte and all those other words. Anyways, thank you so much, mashallah. May Allah keep you healthy. May Allah keep you for us. And may we continue to benefit from you. And may Allah add more barakat. And yeah, happy birthday once again. To my dear listeners of the Kukuma Method podcast, thank you for listening in. This podcast is available everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Anchor FM. Share this link when you get it, when you have received and you have listened up until this end. Thank you so much for listening in. 
to all those that do listen in and share the link with someone who you know can actually loves podcasts and can listen in. That has been me and my mother. Um, see you. And there's a lot to deliver this year. And inshallah, we shall deliver. Have a nice time. Bye.